0: Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. I started this podcast as a place for practitioners to get useful information about Data Mesh, and we're at over 200 episodes already. This is a Mesh Musings episode where I do a relatively short overview, some might call a few of them rants, on a specific topic related to Data Mesh. I try to put, uh, you know, my few summary takeaways in the show notes too, to make it easy to decide if this will be useful for you. Quick reminder as well to hit the Data Mesh Understanding link in the show notes to easily review listings of past episodes you might have missed. You know that I've grouped up on different topics to make it easy if you want to do like a deep dive into governance or something like that. Do check out the Data Mesh Understanding offerings as well and the free community introduction roundtable programs while you're there. Now with that, on to the mesh musing. episode 283 selling data mesh to your c-suite and board mesh musings number 58 so my goal for this is to give you some talking points and a general approach to actually having this conversation with your c-suite and your board adapt it to your style but get people thinking also buy-in i say this a lot but buy-in isn't a switch you flip if you have ever played some annoying platformer video games it's not about hitting the button once. It's about one of those button mashes where you have to hit it like 30 times very quickly. You have to think about that as well with with your buy-in. It's not that you go in and you make an impassioned speech and it's Jerry Maguire, who's coming with me? Who's coming with me? It's not like that. You aren't going to win everyone over with some big declaration. You aren't going to win everyone over on the one speech. You have to keep pushing on this, but I'm going to give you kind of what I would give to kind of get that final push over um and and you again you have to show people the possible so first off i still go by the rule of data mesh in a slightly modified fight club you know don't talk data mesh at least when you don't need to talk data mesh for most people outside of the data org that you know this isn't about doing data mesh they simply don't care about the how the why that's why they have data leaders to take care of the specifics of the how. They want to talk to the why and maybe a high level picture of the what, but the how is in the weeds and they're not caring about that, right? Data mesh often gets, too many conversations around data mesh get too far into that how. So I think this might be a month or two too late for some of you when thinking about your 2024 uh, business and data strategies. But if that's the case, you know, maybe start laying ground groundwork now. So you have it where everyone is frothing at the mouth for heading in this direction in 2025. I think you could also um not have it have to be the key linchpin of your actual data strategy. So let's, you know, start with that vision. Of there, there is this whole new set of data that and there's this magic BS going around of you know around generative AI. Everybody needs a gen AI strategy. When you think about generative AI, as we've seen, garbage in garbage out. So part of getting too good with generative AI is to have a strong foundation. When you think about data, talk to people, you know, but or but when people think about data, they they think about data magic wands, a swish of the wrist and a bit of money, and bam, everything is fixed, right? When someone asks a question and the data work hasn't been put in place to actually answer that question, it's just some money and bam, the question is answered, right? Of course not. So if we want to set ourselves up to be able to actually respond to when things come up, when opportunities exist, we need to do the data work. We need to do it ahead of time, right? We also need to talk about the business goals and strategy. If if they're only hearing about data work divorced from what the business is trying to do, that's pretty much par for the course when it comes to people talking about data works, at least as most execs have experienced. it. it's been people talking about the data work as if the data work is the point. It's not the point. You You need a hook as to why this actually is a different approach and why you're focusing on making the business better instead of focusing on making the data better. The data work isn't the point. Please really, really take that to heart you know and then talk to the data work isn't the point the data isn't the point it's to make people better it's to make the organization better to drive towards better decisions as i'll mention in my upcoming mini book there are some hidden assumptions around data work i call them kind of hidden data demons including that the data is doing the driving when we talk data driven and also as well a second one is that data is only used for strategy work so talk to what data you know, what data-driven actually brings to the business? Yay, we're better informed. What does being better informed actually get people? Why, why does it matter? Why is data useful for something as well? Rather than just making the big picture decisions, how is it useful in execution? There's more that I could do to kind of prep before I get into this, you know, kind of mini speech. Uh, but I don't want this to be another 40-minute rant like my quality success metrics episode was. So taking all that I mentioned into account and some other things, here's my pitch in the boardroom, right? So we all want to be able to respond to the market and bigger changes in the world in smarter ways, in ways informed by actual data about the real world and what's going on. And we want to be able to react quickly. Simply put, in our world, the early bird gets the worm. And the early bird is the one that understands the quickest as well, where the rain is going to be, you know, that whole thing where worms have to come out of the ground when it rains or they drown or anything like that. So, you know, we want to be where the worms are and we want to be there earlier than everyone else. So we don't want to be, you know, kind of licking the tip of our wing and holding it in the air and guessing based on what what the air feels like where is the rain going to be we want to go and get that that worm and you know I, I think if we're just doing that that's a you know waka waka pretty bird-brained approach to continue this analogy too far so we want to be more like the meteorolo- meteorologist bird right the one who actually knows how to understand what is happening now and what that is most likely to mean for future patterns that also means we need to set ourselves up to collect this proverbial weather data as it's changing, not trying to only start measuring when we're hungry. Oh, I want a worm, where's it gonna rain? No, we know where it's gonna rain because we've thought about that ahead of time and so when we're hungry, we can head there and get the worms. If we want to quickly react to changes in the world, we need to be prepared. Getting our data in place will help us do that. So we need to do the data work there. If business strategy is to get the worms first, We should be better informed as to where the easiest worms are going to be. Or even set up a new farm where we are going to breed those worms. You know, yes, the analogy can get pretty funny. But at the end of the day, this is about being a better business. It's not about doing work, data work for the sake of it. It's about using data to put ourselves in a better position as to what we're actually trying to accomplish with the business. Now, to take this analogy way too far... Let's be the birds that are trying to control the weather, you know, build the weather machines to actually get us the worms, not simply react. You know, maybe we're we're thinking about you know evil uh, bird geniuses or something like that. I don't know. But what I mean here is that if we put the right data and infras- information infrastructure in place, and when I say that, it's not simply the tooling, but especially the infrastructure around the collection and cleaning processes with clear ownership of data that we're prepared with the data. If we put that in place, then we can start to conduct experiments to, to change that weather. But, you know, let's let drop this analogy now and, and get serious. Ask your people how long it takes to conduct experiments. How long does it take to try something in the market from, you know, inception to execution to measurement and then decision as to whether you should continue to do that going forward? Our competitors are out there getting faster and faster, which means that we have to make if we're not doing the same thing about data to get faster and faster on our end, we have to make better and better guesses. Yes, they informed by our execs' amazing experiences, but they're still guesses, and we have to get better and better at those simply to just keep up. What if we could reduce that cycle time to try, try new things and reduce the size of the bets we make but with equal payoffs? Instead of trying to make these huge bets, these big course corrections, we can try smaller things and get data so much quicker. If someone came to you with a seemingly good idea today and you wanted to test it and see, does this work? Is this something that we should pursue? How long would that take? How big of a bet would you have to make on it to make a sizable impact? You know, if, if you look at the episode from, um, Sid Shaw from Airtel, he was talking about they went from, you know, three weeks to set up an experiment and three weeks to run it to three hours to set up the experiment and one week to run it. What does that do for your business? You know, how big of a bet are we having to make to have this actually to have things be a sizable impact? What if we could make smaller bets and actually test? You know, what if we could break this down into five smaller bets instead of one big bet and test all of them and see which of those actually worked? Two were big benefits, two were neutral, and one was a, a big detractor, right? Okay, well, we doubled the impact to net positive, because we stopped doing that one that was a detractor, versus we tried this big thing as 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 one, those five smaller bets as one big bet, and we had, you know, the two positives and one negative. So it's one net negative versus two positives. And we can shut down the incremental work on the three of the five bets that we made that weren't good, right? We can think about how we actually approach these things much more scientifically. It's not just about reacting to data. It's about creating opportunities for us to be better, to win in the market. I want us to get to a spot where we're actually doing that. Yes, reacting to the market, but also making the market, making the world as we want it to be, finding our way to do that much quicker. It's not about the data making the decisions. It's about making our execs far better because they can be more informed as they make the the execution decisions, not just having data only focused on these big strategic decisions, but what are we doing day to day? How are we beating the competition? How are we going out there and winning? How are we reacting to supply chain changes? You know, you look at the the shipping disruptions that have happened, you know, over the last few years, especially with boats getting stuck in the Suez Canal and all that stuff. How much how much better could so many organizations be if they had seen that early or or you know, when you started to see supply chain crunches, you know? <laughs> You would have had toilet paper instead of having to wait in line for it or any of that that fun stuff. So now, again, this isn't an overnight switch that we flip. It will take time. We have emerging approaches for doing this data work well, for integrating data into our data, dec- data decisioning and how we, we think about actually making that a, a part of the way our, our organization does business it will take us time pushing this data ownership to those who actually know the data best. We have to make the effort to do that. It's not simply a matter of changing the owner name on a report. But there are ways where we can get a stronger picture at the local level within the organization at each line of business level and even sub lines of business levels. And as well, how all of our information at the organizational level fits together. We can get Better and better pictures of that. And we can get better pictures of the market with data that we can truly trust and then rely on so we use it. The whole point isn't the data, it's the business outcomes. It's focusing on what matters to the business and being quick to understand and react. When they tell stories of people far in the future, you know, in sci-fi and things like that, there's often this thing of some visual computer interface where someone has a bunch of data overlaid on their actual vision, you know, that kind of augmented reality. So there's extra information to deeper understand the world as it moves and it adjusts. We can get there. It's not going to be overnight, but it's something we can head toward. We can have that picture of what's actually happening in the world instead of, saying, okay, let's get all of our data and say what happened last quarter. No, we want to know what's happening now. What, what do we need to be doing? What's happening with the world? And again, it's not overnight, but, but we can head towards this, right? And many other organizations are, our competitors are. If we don't set ourselves up to be pushed, right, to be driven by the huge currents and data that, that that data current is pushing, We will either be left behind because we're waiting on the shore, or you know we haven't set ourselves up to be in a boat that can handle the currents, and we're just dragged by the data. Instead, we want to be driven by it. We want that to be an accelerant to us. We want that that push to be a positive instead of kind of disrupting what we're doing. So let's make ourselves that incredibly informed person from that future. And lastly, when it comes to generative AI. Simply put, you need very well-managed data to really take advantage. We've, we've seen the examples of chat GPT hallucinating and creating stuff like made-up books or beat-up people or all sorts of things. If we really want to do generative AI, we need very clean data that is you know, closely and well-owned. The best way to do that is by giving the data to the people who know it best and then giving them the capability to actually own it. We can be a powerhouse, but when you think about like an actual human powerhouse, a bodybuilder, they have to have a solid foundation. You don't just get to build only the the you know, the biceps, via the curls or anything like that. And we don't get to skip leg day, right? We have to build a solid foundation. So let's build out those capabilities to drive forward. At the end of the day, we need to put out data people will rely on. We need to do a lot of work to put that in place. The general industry approach to data just hasn't been scaling and if we want to be quick and nimble we have to do the work we have to put the data in place we can be doing a lot around our execution when it comes to data our data can help us make better execution decisions we need quality data that people trust and that focuses on what we care about so let's get to it it will be harder journey than it sounds but let's go get us all those those tasty tasty worms so that's the end of my board pitch you know i obviously augment it based on who's in the room but i think you can you can find visceral analogies and, and you know you can take examples from past episodes and really just literally say this company is doing it this this way because and this is what it's gotten this company is doing it this way and this is what it's gotten this company is doing it this way and this is what it's gotten them You just constantly can put that in front of people. And, you know, look at the pitch. I never said data mesh once. So let's wrap this this mesh musing up. Bullet points, talk to the business strategy, important. Data is there to make things better for the business. What What could being better informed mean for your business, for your execs? How could they be making better decisions? When people ask about the strategy, that is when you can mention data mesh. It isn't about doing data mesh, but you also aren't inventing this concept whole cloth, right? Hundreds to thousands of organizations are already on the data mesh journey. But data mesh is not some magic phrase. It is a it is merely a framing for doing data better at scale. Think of the first hidden data demon from my upcoming mini book. This is about getting to data-driven, not being data dragged. This is about being better. This is about better equipping the people you thought were good enough to hire for their expertise and making them even better, right? The data isn't the one that's making the decision, but we can, we can, this can be wind in their sails. Think of the second hidden data demon. Data isn't only about strategic decisions. You know, doing data mesh, this gets us in. Into a place where we can make better day-to-day execution decisions too, and we can actually execute on these, uh, you know, tests and trials and figure out what works. These experiments, Jamak has talked about experiments from the beginning, and then finally we don't get to skip leg day. I originally typed leg data, and maybe that's what we call the foundations. You build a solid base. By not skipping leg day, we have to start with those foundations. We can't just jump to generative AI straight out of the gate. Hopefully that was a useful Mesh Musing for you. Please do rate and review the podcast. It really does help. And if you'd like to get in touch and see how I can be helpful to you, check out the show notes. I'm pretty easy to find. As I mentioned, there are some great free programs in addition to some very affordable things around implementer intros and roundtables On the Data Mesh Understanding website. As always, if you have suggestions for guests or topics, please do get in touch. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And with that, now on to the funky outro music.